This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Boss from Massive Wagons, and you're listening to Jay Scott on the Hook Rocks podcast. everybody welcome back to the hook rocks i'm your host jay scott thanks for tuning in once again we are a part of the pantheon podcast network a great network of music related podcasts something for everyone check them out on pantheonpodcast.com you can follow them on twitter at pantheon pods you can follow us on twitter at the hook rocks and also follow us wherever you do podcast don't forget to Set your app to automatic download so you get the latest Hook Rocks episode right to your device. We've had some great episodes lately, and we have a great one for you today with their new album, Lucifer 4, coming out. We have Johanna and Nick from Lucifer. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Jay. How are you, go- how are you doing? 
I'm starting to stutter right away. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. So we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you? Uh, for me, it's, it was a picture, a, collecting, a collector card of Kiss. I think for me, it started very early uh, with a rock and roll compilation cassette tape that my mom gave me when I was six uh, called uh, Rock Around the Clock. <laughs> yep. It's interesting. It's a, it's a very, it's, it, you know, your, yours was more kind of 50s doo-wop, right? Yeah, and, it was like Barry Lewis and Chuck Berry and the yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And then... Nick, yours was like the Kiss collectible card. Well, in Sweden, they were just like, it was kind of like bubblegum cards without the bubblegum. So you you bought a pack of 10, I suppose. I don't really remember. And you you only saw the first one that was facing the the package, uh, the outside. So that got me hooked before hearing it. So I was a fan before listening to the music. That didn't matter so much. They looked awesome. Where did it go from there for, me, for you guys? When did it become something that you wanted to do, you wanted to perform music, being a band? For me, it was that moment. It, that was enough for me. Then when I heard Kiss, it was, yeah, it was even more. But that was the moment, I think. Um, if you want to hear the whole naked, embarrassing truth, uh, then it also started with me being that young. Um, just I didn't know English then, so I was trying to phonetically write down lyrics as I heard them, just to learn texts of songs. And um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, little girl hairbrush mirror uh, singing, uh, pretending to be a singer. And then later on, when I really got into rock music around the age of thirteen. Um, then, you know, I went to my first shows and the spark was really flying over what a live show meant. So then uh, I think at the age of 14, I was in my first band. What show was it that you saw? Guns N' Roses at the Berlin Olympic Stadium. Wow, that's a great first show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Very impressive for a little, uh, little um, innocent teenage girl. As far as your journey kept going and evolving, when, you know, you guys obviously perform and write music, when did the writing aspect come into play in terms of your development into music? Was there a song that you heard? Were there lyrics that, you know, influenced you to write a song? I don't know. For me, it was, I mean, seeing the pictures of Kiss and listening to their albums. I kind of wanted to play drums. That was my first. But you can't really write songs on a guitar. And I was intrigued by that, too. So I got a guitar. I don't think it was anything specific. I guess I was just sucked in, you know, and and listening to music. Then you want to do your own stuff, too. 
I think for me, the, the first like little seedlings of creativity were also at the age of around 13 that I um, started to write poems and draw little, little tombstones and demons and things like that into my, you know, onto my school, um, what do you call that? Uh, notebooks, you know, uh, I still have a collection of those pretty embarrassing lyrics. Um, um, but making actual vocal melodies, I, I think because the first band that I was in was more like a cover band. Um, I think that came maybe when I was 15, 16, when it got, uh, when I got more into, um, extreme metal bands. I was singing in Berlin underground nineties, like black and death metal bands, um, doing kind of like, um, guest vocalist things, you know, they had like male singers, but then, um, it was also like in fashion in the underground scene then in Berlin to have a female singer to do the odd track along. So that's, I think when it. As you both move forward and, and now, you know, you're in Lucifer and you mentioned some of the things that, you know, were part of your rock and roll journey. You mentioned Kiss, who's a very theatrical band. And you mentioned, you know, the things that you were doing, Johanna, in the underground scene in Berlin, whether, you know, with these you know, darker metal bands. And you have Lucifer that has kind of that darker tone and that theatrical tone. How did that all come together? I guess um, uh, through the decades, you know, both of us soaking up music and, and being music fans of um, multiple genres i mean i guess most of it is um you know revolves around uh guitars and and rock um i mean nika has a long history of uh different types of bands and um but all those bands also have touched my uh taste in music um i've been a helicopter fan i've been an entomb fan um so i guess um for us to write stuff together um happens quite naturally because we understand each other's music tastes and languages and where we're coming from because we kind of like the same things. Yeah. The new album Lucifer four is coming out this month and it's your vow up to your, I think it was 2019 album. As far as recording and writing this album, what was different this time than your previous record? Hmm. I think let's see if we can do one interview without touching the topic of the pandemic, but I think it's going to be. <laughs> I, I, is that possible? I don't think so. I don't think so. It had such a huge impact, right? For everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, the difference in writing is pretty much the same, except uh, that we had Linus. Uh, our guitar player write two songs with Johanna and uh, and Martin wrote an instrumental for the album, which hasn't done before because it was just Johanna and me uh, writing all the songs. So that was different. But at the same time, the way Johanna and Linus wrote the song together is the same as when 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 we write together. Yeah. And then apart from that, it's the the time we had because of the pandemic that we could actually finish this earlier. Yeah, obviously yeah. if we would have been on tour, uh, we probably wouldn't have blasted out an, another album right away. Although, you know, we do admire bands 
uh, from back in the day, you know, that used to release albums like sometimes more than once a year, you know, and but or time sc schedules and um, um, the financial situation of a band nowadays at our level, you know, just doesn't allow that um, because we have to do a lot of things ourselves. You know, there's no management. So um, uh, usually, you know, you're busy with logistics and a lot of emails and stuff and, and you're trying to wedge recording in between touring. Uh, so now we had the luxury of time, which I guess was the only silver lining of the pandemic for us. And having the two studios that we have within the band, Nika has a studio and Lina's or guitar player has a studio. So um, that made it a no-brainer to record the next album right away. Uh, another difference would be that we uh, utilized Lina's studio. Nika recorded drums there. Um, so we didn't only record uh, in Nika's studio as we did with the, uh, Lucifer 2 and 3. So that was different. And yeah, it's, I guess it's more of a mutual effort now um, the, for the band not being just a, you know, duo songwriting partnership, but kind of almost everybody contributing. When you write music and you're writing lyrics, there's a very thematic approach or thematic, you know, theme of throughout Lucifer and their songs. Where do you find that inspiration? Like, like, is it, Is it from a personal experience? Is it from observation? Is it something that you, a, a story that you want to tell? Where do you, how do you navigate through that song writing? Well, <clears throat> I mean, the, the instrumentation, the music, that uh, I guess is something that, um, uh, you know, we draw inspiration from everything that we listen to, which is mostly Uh, old stuff, you know, uh, or all of it, actually. Uh, lyrically, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, personal stories within the lyrics that are kind of wrapped into, you know, imagery that that fits um, uh, Lucifer's kind of um, bag of tricks, you know. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's, it's like movies, horror movies. It's, you know, horror in your head, you know. Um, it's life experiences. Um, relationships, death, loss, um, you know, cemeteries <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, the inspirations are drawn from, from everything that touches us somehow. And um, yeah, musically, I mean, Nika, you can elaborate. Well, there's a sort of frame within Lucifer, but at the same time, uh, everything, like Johanna says, everything one listens to, will seep in there somehow. So even if you put on Lucifer and you don't hear, maybe you don't hear the Sex Pistols or the Beatles, but it's in there somehow. But it's, you know, within Lucifer's framework. So, and I we listen to music all the time and it doesn't really have to be the same style of music that inspires you. It's just anything... I mean, I even get inspired by things I don't like. That's sometimes even better because then it's like, oh, I can do better on that. Yeah, you, you can take so many, you know, things away from anything uh, that, that you come across. Uh, and that can be, you know, subtle things like structures of songs, you know, or um, um, just ideas, you know, lyric ideas as well, you know, different approaches. Yes, um, that's the great thing about creating something. Uh, you can 
the possibilities are endless and um you can just try out whatever you want you know and and put it through your own filter and make it yours and um it's it's a lot of fun because you can kind of you know the because the mundane world uh kind of sucks you know <laughs> or is boring you know but you can um um uh, you can make a story or or a theme out of anything you know even if you sit at home during the pandemic for one and a half years and you don't really have uh, many um experiences that you can draw on from traveling or whatever but all the stuff that's just in your head you know um you can just all make it up it's it's great <laughs> when when you are creating and you're writing music and you're writing lyrics how do you manage the vulnerability how do you manage the personal experience into a, a theme that you have in your head or an idea that you have in your head um well it's actually a great tool uh, it's it's quite therapeutic oh, i don't know how you say that in english but you you know it's a good tool to work through personal stuff and i think if you give um even really bad experiences in your life that you know stuff that maybe at the moment shattered you and really hurt you bad um but later on you know when you see it with a little bit of distance and and you put it into a song and maybe you you know you mix mesh it up with um some sort of um mythological figure um you know that has maybe a, a similar story or or you you know you shroud it into certain things and you use humor and i think humor is the greatest tool to work through stuff um and a lot of stuff in lucifer you know is also you know um a play with words and um you know wild horses i mean you know there's so much or crucifix i burn for you if you think about it it's um i think it's quite funny you know and and i think humor is the great tool to deal with tragedy and um and so is fantasy you know you you get some sort of distance to those experiences because you wrap them up into some sort of story and then you you know shoot it out into the world and you know it, it has kind of left you and you can move on and think about something else work on something different it's like i don't know maybe some people write a diary or something and for me it's writing lyrics for lucifer it's basically a time stamp you know a, a, an entry into a diary you know, yeah. each song, each album. When you when you are tapping into that, those experiences, and you know, sometimes they may be comfortable, sometimes they may not be. Um, how do you, you know, with with your perspective, how you know, there, there's a difference between living through it and then having some time away from it. When you're trying to capture that into a song. Is are you still working through those things that maybe you went through during that experience, or is it more about a perspective that you now have since the situation has passed? I think it's probably easier when you have a little bit of distance and you have that perspective and you're not so much in it anymore. Because I think, um, at least speaking for myself, when I'm in the middle of something that happens in my life that um, that really shakes me up. I think it takes a while for me to come to terms with it and to fully understand this situation and to evaluate it in a way that I could write something about it. You know, as the emotions, I'm a very sensitive person and uh, the emotions, you know, they are very strong. Uh, and, you know, once 
a little bit of time has passed and and things have cooled off you also have a cooler mind you know uh, that makes you maybe a bit of a better observer from the distance i guess when you talk about that and you have this new album out and as we mentioned before yeah the pandemic was such a huge and still is a huge experience for everybody you know we're going into recording and writing music under that premise, under those the, the, the circumstance, how did that or did it affect your writing, music, the tone of music, the lyrics? Was that an impact to you guys for this album? I don't think uh, I don't think it did. Uh, I think when I am in in my music zone or whatever, I think I'm then I'm in there, and it doesn't really matter what happens. And the fact that uh, Johanna and me live in a house on the outskirts of Stockholm, it's kind of secluded as it is. So um, in that sense, it didn't really affect us as, uh, I mean, maybe it did subconsciously, but that I wouldn't know anything about. I I just don't feel it it did make a big difference uh, songwriting-wise. I don't think so either. Um, maybe the good thing was that the mind was freer because we didn't have to deal with like tour and travel logistics. And um, but in general, I would even say um, that you know, music is always the great escape, and especially when you're being creative, it does take your mind off things. So um, I don't think we fell into a big pandemic depression because we were busy. You know, we kept ourselves busy with uh, making this album because that gives you something to look forward to you know something to work towards to and um, when you know you know you assemble these songs and it's like puzzle pieces it's actually quite thrilling you know when you start the pieces coming seeing those pieces coming together and stuff falling into place and then you know you have like some goals you go like uh you, um, oh, then we're gonna mix it. How are we gonna do that? Then you go master. Then you, you know, you you think about creating like a cover for the album, and you know, and you talk about what can you do around the release and so on. So that gives you perspective, and um, I think that was um, really good that we did that for for ourselves for the psyche of the band, you know, because uh, we also know of bands who haven't done anything. I mean, of course, a lot of people got more creative because they had the time. But some people didn't, and they kind of, you know, estranged themselves from each other because they didn't have the touring experience together. And we've heard of quite a few people that got like quite depressed and demotivated, you know. Well, when you are creating and you're living life as normal as possible does help, you know, when you're when you're experiencing things. And you know, it sounds to me like your creative process is completely separate than what, you know, or or what is happening around. Like you still want to create, you still have ideas and whether there's, we're living through a pandemic or we're not, you still have a way to create and find that, you know, that, that motivation or that, that, uh, that impact on your psyche or on your, on your mind to create music, to write lyrics, to develop tones and structure and arrangements. Yeah. You know, I, I think if I have learned one thing from life in general is if um, 
if something horrible happens to you, uh, whatever it is, um, and I've had my share of stuff in my life, you know, uh, the, the best healer is to really get to work and do something and be productive, productive with, with whatever you do. The worst is always to, you know, let yourself drop backwards and, um, and roll around in your melancholy, you know, that does not help. And, um, there's only one life and life is short, you know, and, um, <clears throat> of course it's okay to, you know, cry for a moment, but I always believe in, okay, but now it's enough. Now we pull yourself together, you know, and you get to work and, um, this is how you survive and how you are, you know, um, kind of, uh, constructive. And, um, I think it's important to make use of time because you never know, you know, when your number is up. When you look uh, upon this album that's about to be released and, you know, you you have now a time away from it and you're listening to it and you have a different perspective on what you recorded. When when you think of the songs, was there, going into this, was there a, a theme? Was there a an, an idea, a broad idea for how you wanted to approach this album in these songs? Was it any different than any other album you've done before? Uh, I don't think so i mean we usually take 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 songs you know we do it song by song and then that eventually forms the album and uh i don't know i think it's i mean the difference is this time is that you know we used lee in the studio for the drums and you know but that's more the actual recording of it, the writing, I really don't think was any different. How about the, you know, you guys are very, you know, thematic in terms of your approach and your, in the, in the visual aspect of music. Was there any ideas in terms of what you wanted to, or how you wanted to approach the themes and the, and the visuals for, for the songs? I think it's important to uh, keep a balance. Um, you know, I mean, band like Lucifer, who obviously from the first album on, you know, has gotten that, like, I don't know, band that's, you know, dealing with occult stuff <laughs> and so on. Um, I wanted to, on the second album, to open that up, you know, and you have a lot of um, different kind of visuals um, without losing um, what was there right from the first hour of the band. Um, <clears throat> but I did feel maybe a little bit more of a drawing to the dark side <laughs> on the last album and Lucifer 4. And that's just because, you know, we like horror themes. And um, <clears throat> But I think it's important to, to keep a balance um, and to not do things too seriously i mean this is not a joke band but um you know i think humor again is very important and um uh, i think if if a band that deals with that sort of imagery you know if if it's all too serious you end up maybe looking a little bit too spinal tap i mean it is enough spinal tap to begin with it's spinal <laughs> tap when you put a guitar on you know <laughs> yeah. no yeah. no way around that yeah so no Stonehenge themes on stage then? But funny uh, you should say that. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> as far as what's next, is there a plan to tour? I mean, is there a plan to, you know, obviously different countries have different regulations now. Are you trying to map that out? Are you trying to decide where to go once this album is released? 
Yeah, I mean, right now we have um, our first tour in almost two years coming up uh, in Europe in November. And um, we're going to do another leg in Europe in February. And <clears throat> while well, we can't wait to come back to North America, to the US and Canada, um, um, right now we have been waiting for the travel ban to be lifted, which luckily those news came in um, not long ago. So now we can, you know, well, we have to wait for our visas to come through. But uh, once that's settled, um, then we can make plans and hopefully come back uh, to the U.S. next year sometime, maybe later next year, though. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, as far as touring goes, is it, uh, is it a headline, you know, clubs, theaters, or are you going to be touring with somebody? Um, in Europe now, on on these uh, two runs, um, it's Lucifer being the headliner. It's club. It's a club tour. We are not a huge band. Um, um, Yet, yeah. <laughs> we have Deadlord, uh, which is a great Swedish rock band um, supporting us. Actually, our guitar player Martin also plays um, guitars in Deadlord, so he's on double duty. Um, uh, in the US, I mean, the last few times. Times we were in the US, we had a um, headline tour, uh, which was consisting mostly of, you know, uh, not that big venues. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, we have to see, um, we have to talk to our agent, you know. Um, we would also not say no to a support tour um, if it's the right band, you know. Um, I think, um, especially me, I'm very particular in <laughs> um, who I would support, um, but. Uh, yeah, otherwise we just come back, you know, uh, as us. And um, last time, you know, um, we picked a bunch of cool bands from the U.S. to support us. Uh, last time we had, for example, uh, Savage Master and Overdose from New York, which is very motorhead. Um, that was great, you know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We keep that open. Well, the new album is fantastic. And, you know, for my for everyone listening, it is a, a must get for 2021 as 2021 continues to be a year of great music lucifer 4 is very thematic it's very um it's an album that helps you escape from the everyday life and that's a good thing because it does offer you uh, an incredible journey in rock and roll so great album guys thanks for doing this i do appreciate it Wow. Thank you very much for the kind words. It was a pleasure. Everybody, that is Johanna and Nick from the band Lucifer. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Take care, and we'll talk again soon.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 